I make sure it sounds somewhat natural. Um, you make me feel like a natural podcaster. <laughs> oh, God. That's the intro. Welcome back. We are at episode 20 of Plans Are Optional. I don't think we can top what we did last week having guests on. Maybe we get some guests on in the future, but uh, we have gone a little bit behind on our social media and the things that you guys have posted, and I appreciate everything you've posted. Um, I, I appreciate it, too. Neil, did you see it? No. It's okay to say no. We know. <laughs> it's kind of what we expect. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, it holds us together. You know, I, I, I have I always say that of the three of us, I'm the least competent but most busy. So I have plenty of excuses. You it's probably not true. It's just what I say. But uh, I don't know. I'm not going to debate that. I think <laughs> it's probably true. You have two kids, but I'm still going to give you shit for it. <laughs> yeah. So priorities: podcast or kids, man. Podcast or kids. Well, Make you know. While we just quickly uh, talking about that, my daughter just f- tonight, literally tonight, has sort of cottoned on because on Mondays I usually say, "Okay, Daddy has to go and go and take a call now," and she's always like, "How come?" She just it just clicked, you know. It's like, "Why do you have to take a call on Mondays?" And I said, "Well, I do a I do something," and she's like, "What? Like a work thing?" I'm like, "Well, no, not a work thing, <laughs> but something I do for fun." And she, so, you know, I just explained what a podcast was and, 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 uh, she's like, oh, so it's like you start doing something for fun and then it becomes a chore. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, no. Wait, wait, wait. Totally Are you not dreading this doing this now? What's that? Are you dreading doing this now? No, I love it. It's just, that was her, oddly enough, her strange young kid interpretation of it. I wasn't, I didn't feel I was coming off ne- negatively. I was just like, I've got to go because I've got to do it, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, kids, man, they come to all kinds of wacky conclusions. That's just what they do. I think it's your phrasing. You don't got to do it. You want to do it. That's true. Yeah, the way I say things, I always do get quick. Uh, get some slack. Some not slack. What the the opposite? Uh, get some uh, heat for that a, from the white. It's okay. You're British. It's There's a British different thing. terminology. It's a British. We thing. forgive you. Yeah. We're negative by nature. All right. All right. Well, anyway, sorry. On. No, no, it's okay. But last week, if you guys didn't listen, I encourage you to go listen to that episode with Aaron and Sarah. Uh, and then, like I said, we got behind a little bit on our social media. So we had a lot of good input from a number of viewers, and we know them all. We've begged them to interact with us. Yeah, we, Marty we, has- we told them to. It was like, oh, <laughs> send me this link. And I was like, no, post it on the site. Jeez. Like, don't don't send it to me. Tell everybody else. But they did it. She did it. So, I mean, it's great. We have something to talk about that's not from us. So This is true. So we're going to we're going to start at the top here. This is at by no means in any order chronologically or by how we feel about them. It's just how I wrote them down. So it's how first, you feel about them. Oh, I, I feel very strongly that this is a good idea. This <laughs> this first one comes from our Facebook page at Plans Are Optional. It's um, 
from Carl. So Marty always talks about mac and cheese. And Carl's like, all right, here's the deal. If Andrew's going to be doing tacos with crickets, Marty ought to do mac and cheese with crickets in them. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. I do not have a steady supply of crickets, so nope. Marty, I will go out there and catch crickets for you. Actually, I tell you what. I'll roast them in the oven, and we'll throw them in mac and cheese. I tell you what. Andrew and I are doing a 10-mile Tough Mudder coming up here in September. We can get the crickets for then, and we can do it then, and we can have a joint kind of interrupted like into one of our episodes of doing the cricket mac and cheese. And no, no, no. Be great. I'm doing tacos. I know, but... That's gonna be Marty, where I'm gonna be able you're to on get your own on this one. You gotta do something, all right? I... I'm just saying crickets aren't only available in Seattle. Sure they are. All right. Well, if you guys want to want Marty to do this, I think you guys should voice your opinion and let us know. Nope. Do you, many, do you have any fake profiles I'm going to make just to say yes to this? Nope. Yep. So I appreciate that. I like I like that idea. Um, um, thank you, Carl, for listening and being a, a contributor. Um, <laughs> I, it did make me laugh. Um, so thank you for tuning in or hitting play on on whatever uh, streaming service you listen to. Plans are optional on. Yeah. Uh, so back when we were talking about uh, food festivals that people would want to go to we didn't get really many many responses on that but meredith she made a meme and i replied to it i said a free food festival and i thought you know that's pretty smart a free food festival is the one i want to go to mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that i'm not sure i well, mean what if it was free indian free, meal yeah yeah if it's free good food but free food you just don't know right you could get any kind of garbage well, yeah, but was... it's not like someone is forcing you to eat it. It's free. But if if it's free and terrible, then it wouldn't be an overall good experience because you wouldn't want to eat any of it and you'd leave hungry. Okay, but you can go and eat somewhere else that you want to eat and then it would just be... A non-free like... food festival. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be a normal day, all right? What if it's a free taco <laughs> festival and they run out of free tacos? Would you I... want to go to that? No, that would suck. Yeah, it'd be the worst. Feel like we've been here before, guys. I, I right. So Neil, I'd, Neil, what festival would you want to go to for food? Yeah. Um. I mean, I want to say Indian, but I'm sure our listeners are bored of this already. So I'm trying to think of something else. Lobster, what? a lobster food Ooh. festival. All different ways of lob foods containing lobster. You wouldn't want to go to a tea festival. It's not food. Um, <laughs> but you, you are always <laughs> drinking tea. Like we have to stop playing Rocket League so you can get some tea. Although that, like, but, but the truth is, is I only drink one kind of tea, and I've really never. Although I don't hate it, I've really never been that lured in by any other kind of tea before. So, yeah, no, I don't have the tea. I'm not, I'm not a tea aficionado. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So lobster and not tea for mm-hmm. you. Okay, not a. Now your wife is part Jamaican, right? Yeah. So not like Jamaican. Oh, there's some uh, great jerk chicken. No, I mean that sounds great. There's some awesome Jamaican dishes. Um, 
that I would love to be at a food festival. Yeah. What would yeah. TJ? What would TJ? What food festival would TJ go to? You gotta, probably, you gotta be her for a minute. Probably sushi and seafood. That okay. Mm-hmm. She's a seafood type. I'm not. I've never been a so, big seafood type. I like sushi, but you said sushi and seafood. Well, is, as is sushi not seafood. What I meant was Isn't sushi lobster not seafood. There's sushi, and then there's stuff like you know shrimp, prawns, mussels, clams, um, that type of seafood dish, um, and all kinds of fish and so forth. And I don't. I'm not huge on on the other types of seafood. I do like lobster, prawns. Um, shrimp but that's about it just real interesting that you're like you're not big on seafood but the one festival that you say you would go to is lobster because lobster i don't know i was just trying not to do indian and i do like lobster okay what about you marty okay i can't do mac and cheese because i already do enough mac and cheese um but if i was to go to a festival i i think I would like to go to, um, uh, oh man, I want to say steak festival, but that's just a lot of protein of just gut bomb and just my intestines would just destroy, like they'd be destroyed and just, uh, it, nobody so wins that So that's not festival. the festival you'd want to go to. That's the one I want to say, like, and... But okay, but say what it. was the one that you want to go to? It sounds like you say you want to say that, but then you said you don't even want to go. So why would you want to say it? The indecisiveness, man. Can I? Can I? Can I go to a beer festival at like October? No, that's not food. Dang it! Okay, okay. Um. Oh shoot! You know what? Call me crazy here, but I think I'd want to go to a pizza festival. Mm. Because oh, that's crazy. I'd, because I'll buy that. You, um, like there's New York style, there's Chicago style, there's all the different crusts, there's all the different toppings and you could mix and match a little bit. And so, um, there, there's a new pizza place that opened up and it, it's really good. And I really like the crust there and it's good change of pace for what's, uh, what's here locally. So I, I would be interested in, um, uh, in pizza festival, I think. In fact, um, going back to the chef show on Netflix, uh, Robert Rodriguez, our, yeah, Robert Rodriguez was a guest. He's a director. He did like Sin City and some other movies. And um, he was doing a no gluten diet or something. And so he was making pizza in a pizza oven in his house, but the crust was made out of cauliflower. I'd be, I'd be up for trying that. That's pretty, that's quite common out here that I've seen that pop up in the last year. Um, all kinds of cauliflower type um, base you know, dough substitutes and pizza is one of them. Um, it's pretty become a thing. Mm-hmm. Talk, talking about pizza, though. Ooh, it's always gumbo. A, I could do a gumbo festival, too. Well, that'd be good. But talking about pizza, it's always a debate. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes, absolutely. Neil? Absolutely. Uh, I do. I So I'm going to go with yeah. Okay, um, well, never mind. That's the end of that question. Yeah. I like pineapple on pizza too. All right, fine. Ah, so, we win. <laughs> we win. Debate Yay! Everyone the plans are optional. Yeah. Podcast has settled that debate. I mean, there you is a fight with us. Fight with us. There's nuance to it, yeah. but generally, yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, it's not going to go on any pizza. But no, exactly. Oh 
But oh that's just any any kind of certain toppings. You know, you just don't mix and match some of them. My kids at the school like fight me tooth and nail to this, and they're like the debate club and everything. I mean, literally everything's a debate with them, but like they will not let it go. Four years later, that pineapple well, does not pineapple on pizza. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Let's let's just. If they ever decide to listen to this, let's lay out three solid reasons on why pineapple belongs on pizza. Okay. First and foremost, with the sauce and the richness of the flavors, the acidity breaks it down. And so it has a nice complement to what's going on on the rest of the pizza. So that's number one. Okay. Then you have the strong, rich flavors of the tomato balanced with the sourness of the pineapple. That also goes, and you can say that sweetness, sweetness. Yeah, sweetness. Sweet, I don't, I don't think pineapple is really sour. Yeah, but it's okay. the the juiciness of the pineapple. If it's if it's a nice juicy pineapple, um, I find is quite a nice. Um, it adds a nice <laughs> texture almost to the tomato sauce, like it gives it a little wateriness. Not so much that it overpowers the whole piece because that would be gross, but just when you get that bite with the pineapple. I like the watery, um, the watery uh, texture that you get that it adds to the to the rest of the stuff. All right, all right, all right yeah. Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> What's the last one? What's the bring it home? Well, I mean, you kind of went with the the way it complements the flavors. You know, yeah, it goes great with ham. It's you know sweetness with ham on, but the real reason is if there's a solid amount of people that don't like pineapple on pizza and i do that means more pizza for me so, i might be a selfish reason that's a good reason but I i'm like gonna it. take it <laughs> winner for sure yeah. that's it that's it yeah nobody's gonna gravitate towards that so you might as well steer into the one where nobody's gonna just want it yeah yeah just go. look them dead in the eye and just pour it on there and that my friends is science in three easy steps <laughs> infallible you guys can't argue. Okay. Uh, but gumbo. A gumbo fest. Oh, now that Jesus I think about Christ, it, gumbo, gumbo. is oh, so good. Gumbo. I love gumbo. Like, I'm with you on that, to be give honest. Me a, I, give me a yeah, gumbo fest. I would love to like try all different kinds of gumbo. That would be fantastic. Like, Define gumbo. Define gumbo. <laughs> That's like an yeah. impossibility. <laughs> How can one define well, I mean, there's gumbo? There's chicken, there's sausage, there's No, no, I don't don't list shrimp, the ing- don't list the ingredients. Okra, define gumbo. Rice. You put it over rice and oh, so good. You can put curry over rice. Yeah. Get off your Indian food kick. We're talking gumbo here. Well, maybe it's just Indian gumbo. That's what I'm getting at. Hmm. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, right, I guess let's, let's move on. Let's yeah. get past the gumbo. No, there's no getting past the gumbo now that I uh, I take my pizza comment back. I want gumbo festival. It's too late, Marty. You need to learn to make a decision and stick with it. I want all the food. I I love I love too much food. There's a reason except, why I'm slightly steak. overweight. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on, getting past this gumbo. <laughs> and Marty's self-reflection here. <laughs> we uh, I'm gonna look up gumbo recipes now. We have an MVP coming in on Facebook, Sarah, the librarian. She 
over the past couple of weeks has she sent a few good articles off um and some good good things to talk about so uh first off uh it wasn't in or it wasn't the end of the world article but she was talking or she sent this article about this guy i think he might have been a comedian i i don't quite remember his name was jeff wasoski but what he does is he goes around and puts fake products in stores. Well, these fake products are just, you know, kind of gags, you know. And so one of them was a bag of, like, toy figurine horses. And the title on the bag said, Weird Dogs. And then my personal favorite on there was, uh, what was it? It was about, oh, uh, <laughs> she said no used wedding ring so it was a it was a ring on there uh, i thought it was kind of funny and then i was kind of thinking well it's not really used if you never got married but um so those kind those kind of gags and she asked a question her question was what kind of product would you create and place in the store so who wants who wants to hit that one first what kind of product would i Oh, you the want- evil Steve one is good. I like oh, that d- one. No, Marty, come up with your own here. Come no, on. No, I'm, 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 I'm now. I haven't actually looked at this. I'm a bad Marty. We're having a friend. conversation here. But the evil Steve one is really good. Okay. Um, Neil, yeah, I'll, Neil, Neil, you want? I'll go. Go. First, I'll go, Andrew. Yeah, I'll go. So I was thinking, I, I don't really want to put too much money into this. So what I would do is I would just print off some tags and they would say instant unicorn and I would put them on plungers. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. But uh, that's that's what I would do. It's cost uh, effective yeah. and I don't know. It's just imagination. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is really good. <laughs> um, like... <laughs> yeah, that's creative. I, I can't think of any real good ones. I mean, I'm thinking of things like, you know, books that, maybe a book that's uh, backwards or shifts language halfway through. They're kind of like mean. That's kind of a mean product, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. But- yeah. I, I assume if you're just planting it in a store, it's not like it has a barcode or anything. Like, people can't buy it. Um, so, just, I think. Most of it would be just the reaction people would get from seeing it, right? Oh, the the one that I would I would do would be uh, uh, on a mirror, package a mirror, and put a Insta self portrait okay. on there, but have the mirror framed, so like you have to look into it, the mirror, and then it's a picture of you. All like, right, that that's what I would do: an Insta self portrait. Insta self, okay. Is would oh, do you be kind of cool if you get like, oh, this could actually be a product, but you just get a uh, like reusable stickers. Um, I don't know what kind of plastic that is, but you you could put that on. <laughs> yeah, so somebody's somebody's really angry behind you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. Uh, I'm gonna cut that out. No, it's good. It's dynamite. <laughs> no, it's not. It's annoying. Some <laughs> asshole. Uh, 
No, but tell no, your neighbors like, how you feel about them. I don't think that's a neighbor. Uh, but no, just like a reusable sticker. So instead of having Snapchat filters, you just put things on the mirror. But Like a mustache? A mustache? And or, then when uh, you look in the mirror, you have a mustache? So it's real life Snapchat filters. Yeah. Real pretty, life. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, we can market this, boys. Yeah, I like it. Now we know how we're gonna make how we're gonna make our million bucks. Uh, nope, nope. Just remember, uh, a million isn't what it used to be. No, it's not. It's I won't say one no. One million dollars. You know, Doctor Evil, crickets. Mm. I'm hearing crickets that Andrew's gonna eat. Uh, you're gonna eat crickets in that mac and cheese. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely eat crickets. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, next one she sent was um, it was it was actually a research paper that she sent, and it was about word aversion. Um, I, I read a little bit of it. I didn't read the whole thing, but basically they they talk to people about what words uh, if they if they find it aversive or not so like moist some people don't like hearing the word moist or saying the word moist or and then they were asking is it the sound of it is the connotation of it is it uh both of them and so do you guys why 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 is it that people don't like the word moist because i've never i don't i don't mind it i yeah it's a word yeah i don't i don't quite get it well they did explain in the article i believe why it is an interesting topic to bring up on a podcast. <laughs> Neil, Neil, did you <laughs> read the article? Listen, uh, I think I happen to have read that article outside of uh, anything that here. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh-huh. Sarah's like a did research it. paper. I did not read the whole. Sarah thing. Sarah did it. Sarah got Neil to read something. <laughs> That's impressive. She, <laughs> she is the miracle worker. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I didn't even look at it. <laughs> but um, yeah, they give it a, a sort of reason <laughs> to it, but. But it's hard asking, to think of a word you don't like. I don't know if I can honestly think of a word that really makes me, you know. I mean, I can think of what sounds a, <laughs> and tastes and images that are disturbing, yeah. but not words. Words are tough. What What about Monday? Monday is a terrible word. There's no <laughs> it's doubt. It's an about awful it. word. Yeah, it's hang on, terrible. hang on. I really enjoy Mondays because I get to come in and I get to record a podcast with two good friends of mine. I don't mind Mondays anymore. Okay, it's very wholesome. You're not you're not winning us over, Marty. Yeah, but we're not going. I mean, with it. <laughs> it's not like it's a chore, like it is for Neil. I actually enjoy doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm trying to think of a word. Actually, you know, something that I don't like to hear or say. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I really don't know. You know what I don't like to hear? What? Marty! And why why don't you like hearing that? Because <laughs> it means I screwed up in Rocket League. And how often do you hear it? All the time. So how do we fix that? By hitting the ball. Get better. <laughs> Get better. Get good. Get good. Get good. So that, that, that actually brings us into the last article she sent us. Um, it mentions Rocket League. So there's this school. It's a private school, all girls school. I think in Ohio near Cleveland. Um, go they them. are, yeah. What go them for? What you didn't even let me finish. Well, I know what's coming. So 
Oh, okay. No one else does. Because <laughs> Neil didn't read the article. But no, um, so they, they started an esports team, have a varsity esports team, the first all-girls school to do that. So I thought that's really cool. And it brought up uh, a, f- a few points about it as far as the growing esports scene and the opportunities are starting to emerge, say, for scholarships for esports in college. So trying to get exposure to girls for that. I thought that was kind of cool in it, but it, it the the article itself listed a few numbers as far as you know the percentage of gamers male versus female, and I think they had it at like forty five percent female. But I did a little more research, not a lot. That seems high. It seems high, and so I mean, I saw a, a figure that said you know forty eight percent of females, or you know, I don't remember what demographic it was as far as age goes, but you know, forty eight percent of girls have said they played a video game, but they wouldn't define themselves as gamers. That was like around eight percent, whereas mm. the males were around fifteen percent. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I'm not gonna link an article. I think I found it on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you made it oh. out. You're praising the librarian, but you're just making her like go ugh in disgust. Okay, by well, citing Wikipedia. Uh, okay, she's well, going, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna hear it on Wednesday. She's gonna, yeah. Okay, well, I won't. So, <laughs> on Wikipedia, no. Uh, but what do you guys think? About, I mean, I think that's really cool that they got esports team going. Uh, I don't actually know. Uh, so, Marty, you work in the public school system. Yep. Do you? Do any of the schools that you affiliate with or work with, do they have esports teams? Is that becoming a thing or not? Um, it, this is an interesting topic because uh, one of the hallmarks and favorite programs that I do run, and Andrew, when you work for the program, you can speak to this too, is um, one of the most well-attended programs is Age of Empires. So kids are still playing Age of Empires, um, specifically Age of Empires 2. And it'd been so popular, but we kind of got a little tired of it. So we looked into Minecraft. So we got Minecraft and then to fast forward to the end of the story. So I don't tell a Marty story here is, uh, we were looking at another program and I really wanted portals to encourage STEM and problem solving and, and thinking portals. about geom- portals. Um, portals. Portal. Portal. Oh, portal. Yeah. I know well, that game. So they had, <laughs> Steam and Valve had an education one where it was free for a while, um, but you had to contact them and everything, and you got a free copy of Portal 2 per account. And then you got Portal Lab uh, Builder, Lab Creator, where you're fixing rooms. And so, like, you had to, you were given a room that was broken where the puzzles weren't working, and you had to re engineer them or fix them so that they would work. And so, you got to create the game. And so, it got kids problem solving and doing other stuff with geometry. And I really liked that. That's where I wanted to go. Uh, some of my coworkers and the way that we ended up going, cause it, with the, how things were working at the school is we went and shifted and got League of legends. So it was a little bit more cooperative based. And one of the pushing points of getting League of legends was going, look, there is a professional esports league that this is what people can do. You can do all of these other things, and then you can get a scholarship for it or do this and that. And so um, 
I personally, professionally believe that we do spend too much time in front of a screen. And I say that ironically, being in front of a screen, working with technology and doing this podcast. But uh, for kids, it's like there's too much of that going on, I feel, in, in my opinion. And so I don't – I essentially – I League of Legends – Age of Empires, games like that, like where it's team based and you're working together and you're like, I get it, but I don't want to like encourage that to be like a professional sport. It, but I understand the value in it intrinsically, and so it, it's a, it's a push and pull dynamic where I, I really like that they're encouraging girls to enter into that realm and that it can be competitive because it, it, esports is a fair competitive and the best player wins doesn't matter gender age or anything it's the best player wins that's it and so you can compete against everyone equally because when you start the game everybody starts the same it's one reason i play rocket league with you guys because at the very beginning of the game you like we have an equal chance to win well not so equal because i'm on your team so you're already playing with a handicap but to get that for the girls and to encourage them as an avenue um, to develop these skills, uh, you know, and esports is a great way to simulate and develop sc- skills needed for um, surgery and other technical stuff where they're using VR things. It's it's good. So, and you two are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because you said, I don't want to tell a Marty story. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, you started with good intentions, I think. Well, I try to be as succinct as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I'm with, then I, I think look I over get at you, Neil and, and he's like losing focus and yawning. <laughs> oh, no, big no, surprise. I'm not yawning. I'm not yawning. I'm no, yawning. Uh, Marty made some good points. I don't necessarily agree with all of them as far as not wanting to encourage kids to do that. I think I don't see any reason not to encourage them to pursue an opportunity like this, male or female. Um, I worry I about that- screen time. That's my thing. Like as an opportunity, it's career or anything like I, that's my worry is I don't want to encourage screen time more. I, I understand that. And losing focus. Cause like but- I was in college and my roommate would come in and just play games all night and then eventually flunked out of college and didn't get his degree because that's all he would do. That's anecdotal. And, and like I would do homework and I yeah, I would go play frisbee and it would be I would be out but I wouldn't be spending all my time in front of the screen. Right. Doing right. class. And it eventually got to the point where he stopped going to class and all he was doing was playing games on the computer. So yeah. he kind of got addicted to it. So that's that's where I'm coming from where I think we have too much screen time and we're addicted. I mean, that it's not a good uh, avenue, and then it can't, they can't. Yeah, compete. but that's just one guy. I'm I'm saying it's a good opportunity for some kids, and it of course has to come with balance. I'm not saying, hey, you should mm-hmm. just definitely drop everything, stop studying, go, don't go outside, don't breathe fresh air, sit in front of a computer and play games. I'm just saying this is something they can do, just like they would do another varsity sport, right? Right. And it's it's within those other varsity sports where you get teamwork cohesion and you build those bonds. It's the same idea, and it can you know if someone's not particularly athletic or they don't want to, they're not interested in those kind of sports. This is another avenue, especially when it gives them an avenue into college right. that's a little bit more affordable. I think that's good. That's where I'm coming from, and that's where I, I'm a fan of that. I agree with you on that. 
As far as, yeah, someone being addicted to something, that's, I mean, they can be addicted to a screen, they can be addicted to a video game, they can be addicted to hard drugs, but and that's obviously bad. I mean, Everything I mean, I, within moderation. I think that um, it's a very interesting situation because you have, you have a cultural um, sort of ubiquitous point of view, if you like, among, especially among acad- academia and, and the media and so on. We're all using our phones too much, we're all watching too much screens. But then on the flip side, you do now have this, do, essentially it's a supply and demand issue. You've got such a demand and money um, and popularity surrounding esports that it's very interesting to see academic institutions then come along and establish teams. So on the one hand, it's great from, I think, that varsity team perspective that you just discussed. On the other hand, it's weird a little because it's like the last thing you really want your kids to be doing is um, to... Uh, thanks, Mary. Uh, the, the last thing you, kid, you really want them to be doing is spending too much time on screens, right? You want to be focused on study. Right. And if anything else potentially physical activity and traditional sports so it's super odd that there's this like on the one hand it's like no and on the other hand it's like oh yeah but even though maybe we would very very likely say oh too much screen time don't use your screens probably even have areas where you know not allowed to libraries maybe stuff like that um but then on the other hand it's like yeah but we also have a a, a, a an esports program so i think it's just a it's a reflection of where we are in society more than anything else um and overall i'm i think i'm personally for it but it, it is uh, it is odd a little it is a little bit odd i mean i understand it from because there are some professional sports teams that have come out and built esports teams yeah and that's more monetary driven and again it's sports driven but it's it's jumping on the bandwagon but it's, well, it is a little yeah. interesting that the universities and colleges have come and jumped on this bandwagon uh, maybe just because it fits, right? It fits because of the age, the age, don't do the demographic. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, no, I think it fits, and it's um, yeah, I think it's absolutely monetary driven. Uh, you know, the money is all about it. You'd see that thirteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old, whatever that just won three million dollars playing Fortnite, mm-hmm. which obviously takes a lot of time. But I think it's just a shift in college and trying to, of course, get admission, get kids in there. Right. And it's it's an avenue towards that. And like I said, everything in moderation, I think, has some pros and can absolutely have some cons. Just like if someone's too dedicated to one thing, it's it's not going to end up well. But I don't. Yeah. But when it comes to but you know that restraint and having pre- that schedule, that internal schedule, and being able to manage yourself as right. a as a student, you know, that's life skills, and that should be sure. not not just taught. In high school, it should you know you, you yeah. grow up learning these things. Your parents should be teaching you these things. Well, and I think one of the biggest byproducts that I see as an educator in the system is working kids, for the man. Kids that I I interact with is that when they are playing these games and all they want to do is play these games, is that they do not develop the soft skills of talking or interacting with people. Why do you call and them soft skills? It's it's a term that it's not like a hard academic criteria, but it's the skills that you need to pick up. Why does academic have to be hard? 
it's the hard like physical like if you're learning math your times tables it's a hard like this is what it is like it's not picked up over time in a learned behavior it's something that is a definite <laughs> mindset okay i'm sorry continue so like a soft, soft skill is like public speaking the more you do it the better you are at it and it's not like you can't just sit there and like you have to actually do it to get better at it yeah but I mean, as far as public it, speaking that's like normally a required college course right so but why would talking kids to people be... interacting with people and okay. kids have a harder time interacting and they instantly tend to go more negative from what I, I see on a daily part and they they're quicker to jump on on that trend. What and what do you mean? I'm, Expand upon that. Something somebody says something and they shut down or if they don't shut down then they come back with a negative sarcastic remark and it's not they can't they don't know how to genuinely have a conversation. Because that's, it, that's it, middle school though. Middle school's ruthless. It happens kids, with, with kids high are oversensitive. Too. I work with teenagers too <laughs> and high schoolers and it it they having a conversation it, it lacks and they don't know how to process and, and go about doing it and they just want to shut down and be in their comfort zone and anything outside of that bubble is foreign and the, the way to escape that that aspect is to go back into the game into that virtual have you, environment have you seen these soft skills decrease over time it's be i i'd say it's becoming more problematic so yes yes in the okay. eight years i've been in in this position in my in my job uh i would absolutely agree with that huh it it like because it, it it comes down to just the like you say something or you, you win a game or something and it's just immediately a quick comeback or they just stop playing or quit or and it's just, it it's not there. It's a different environment and I think that it's just a um it's so readily available. It's an easy environment. It doesn't require mm-hmm. soft skills. Um and I th- I, I mean I agree with Marty to a, to an extent that kids it's an easy way out it's the path of least resistance games and Mm -hmm. and device and devices it's that quick fix it's the quick addictive i mean that's that's what it is right it's it's um it's it's engineered to provide satisfaction and neural feedback um to the individual but in a in a consumerist way not in a way that requires a great deal of effort usually um from the from the player the gamer the interactor the person on instagram whatever it is um it's just a symptom of technology it's the way we use technology for example if like we're playing rocket league and it's a three-on-three match the three of us andrew hits a button and it finds the the next match the next group of three people if you're playing basketball and you're at the gym and you want to play somebody you got to go up and have a conversation like hey you want to play one-on-one you have like what do you like let's do this and it you got to have right. that conversation and it go have the confidence and the ability to go up and initiate that. And now it's just done at the press of a button. And so it, they don't have to develop that confidence to go forward and 
yeah. and there's no bears. there's no social um behavior involved really i mean it's you know as you say that conversation is not um you can't just run up yelling at someone or acting like a complete freak because it probably isn't gonna work out um but yeah it's i, I agree with maddie i think it's um, it's easy um it's definitely easy too easy but whatever we sound like old men it is you it guys is the are world we live in it is the world we live in yeah, I, uh, um, but yeah. overall back to the article i think it's a good opportunity for the girls i think it's cool they did that uh it mentioned them not having much competition because obviously they're only the first all-girls school to have an esports team so i hope more people jump on the bad bandwagon Hold on, so you, hold on, you're saying that so that they're not competing with men as well? I didn't realize it wasn't I, a co-ed I, I activity. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if they are or not, but mm. they did mention um, huh. wanting more competition. That's uh, weird. But it's been a while since I read that article. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, I, uh, we could talk about esports for a long time, and we could probably okay. talk about the effect of video games on kids. I mean, I want to get an ultimate frisbee team going on in my community for teens and kids. But the problem is, is that if I start one here, there's n- not another team within 50 miles of me that the kids would be able to play. Right. So it, it's an adverse mm. environment to get something like that started. And you've so, got to keep their interest even when you do get it going. Right. Which you're competing against all these other things that Phones, are lowering their Fortnite, attention. Yeah, Indian like, food. Indian food, yeah. My kids love Indian food. But, uh, so, I guess with that in mind, that's kind of caught us up on our booming social media pages because we are oh so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a short article? Do we want to do a short article? Do you want to cut this off right now? I do have a short article. Um, and it's Snickers. I learned is the reason behind this, this, uh, event is that they are putting together a, a petition to have people vote on changing the date of Halloween. So Snickers wants more people buying candy to hand out on halloween right um kind of but that's um, that's what it comes down to i i so the article it comes from fox news but i found it at a different source last week and we were doing our special episode so we didn't get to it um but the petition is to move halloween from the 31st of october to the last saturday of october so kind of like how Thanksgiving is always like the last Thursday or the it's the third Thursday or whatever and 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 think or in November third or fourth the petition would be presented to that Halloween is no longer on the thirty first but it is the last Saturday of October so that kids can trick or treat uh Halloween parties will happen on a Saturday and not like on a Tuesday night or something. And so, um, and Snickers, um, they are saying that they will give away 1 million candy bars if that happens, if the pledge drive makes it to its goal. Um, so do you guys want a free, a million, one of the free million Snickers bars by changing Halloween to last Saturday? I don't want that. Look, look. 
fuck Snickers. Uh, <laughs> I don't like peanuts. No, I, I just like, I don't really care what day Halloween's on. People are either going to party the Saturday before or the Saturday afterwards. And as far as the kids go, I mean, parents make do. It's, um, well, I guess let's look at what, what's the what's the significance behind Halloween being on 31st? Does anyone know that? Yeah, I know. Okay, tell me. That's when um, all of the actual real monsters and vampires that exist in the world are vulnerable to their mortality and can be really, really be killed. Did you say the did, real monsters? Yeah, do you not watch Buffy? What, did you what? not learn anything from Buffy? <laughs> um. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. No, you know, I assume get away it's from a, the TV. I, I assume it's a pagan um, date, but I don't know. Actually, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I know Day of the Dead is like you're disguising. What? Day of the Dead is like what the thirtieth or some. Or I forget what it what it actually is, but you dress up in Halloween or the Day of the Dead to scare off or ward off the ancestors that have passed. Um, and you wear a costume so that they don't know it's you. So they can't possess you, I think is what it is. And so that that's why we dress up. That's why we get right. in disguise. Because then it, that, that was the, also the evil spirits don't thing. know who yeah. to possess or who to haunt. The and it's where the, where the monsters and the ghosts can walk about among the regular people and not be... Um, they can just be among among yeah. us us normies. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, going back, <laughs> I don't want stickers. Okay. I don't. Well, I don't want stickers. But like I said, if if Halloween falls on a Wednesday, you get two weekends of partying. Mm-hmm. All right. You always so, go for that one. That's uh, true. I mean, we didn't really actually point it out explicitly, but I assume that Snickers is saying because it's on a Saturday, people are going to more recklessly consume candy. Is that the, I, no, the whole I idea? Know. That's what I bet it's going to be. I mean, why would they? Why would they want it on a Saturday, Marty? So because parents will let their kids eat the candy because they know they're not going to puke up and not not just eat the candy, but they'll be out trick or treating later because next day is a Sunday, right? As as part of the the change dot org data that they provide, thirty eight hundred Halloween related injuries happen each year, and eighty two percent of parents do not use highly visible aids on costumes for their kids. And, and then, how does the day of the week affect that? Because then... It doesn't. It doesn't, but if you put them all on one night consistently, then you Look, go, okay, this is Look, if you put Halloween that. on the last Saturday or the third Saturday or wherever you want to say, that's going to be more people out there partying because it is the last Saturday and they know they don't work on Sunday. There's going to be more people drinking. There's going to be more. It's incidents. like turning Halloween into spring with bread. kids out there. That's what I was going to get to, where it could create more. Because um, then, but it also Look, this, might. This is also, a money grab by Snickers. It also right. might inspire parents <laughs> to actually maybe go trick or treating with their parents. But I, I don't have kids, so I don't have a horse in that race. Marty, when was the last time you went trick or treating? I was probably like twelve. What'd you dress up as? I do not remember. But you remember your age? I'm I, I'm guessing. I don't remember you, the last time. What was your favorite Halloween costume of all time? I don't remember. What was one of them? Uh, I remember Darth Maul. I would. So I that would have been like one. 98, 99. 
Okay. You weren't 12 then, were you? I was right about 12. That would have been oh, 20 really? years ago. Oh, okay. Huh. So, like, we had that, and I think that was maybe one of the last years. It was a Darth Maul mask, and it had a cape, and that was it. And I somehow remember uh, convincing my mom that I needed a double-edged lightsaber that popped out with the springs. Well, of course. Yeah, no, and I was like, okay, and then, like, it was cold, and I didn't, I don't like the cold, um, and so I don't know that I actually went out that year, but I got the mask and the lightsaber. I'm not a fan of the cold, like. What about you, Neil? Do you dress up with your kids? Yeah, we've done it um, for a few years. I was, um, one year, I was Waldo. I was Waldo. Yeah, that was cool. And really easy because it's really just a hat and a striped shirt <laughs> and, and a pair of a pair of silly black glasses. Uh, the the subsequent year, what was that? I can't remember what I was now. I think, uh, I I forget. But yeah, what are but what we, are you going to be this year? Uh, we haven't got any plans yet. Can I we, usually just get told what to be, and that's how that works. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to your wife. I'm gonna come up with something. You know what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be a bar of Snickers. Right. <laughs> I just walk so, around. I, I do have I do have a joke to end it on. Uh, no, why, Marty. Why, Marty? Why stop. does Waldo wear? Spots, I'm gonna cut this out right or now. Why does Waldo wear stripes and not spots? Because he doesn't want to be spotted. Wow, I was gonna say that, but I'm like, there's no possible way that's the yeah, answer that's to that joke. Line. All right, boys, what did we learn? Gumbo is the best food festival. Yeah. Marty also... tells stories. Yes, without a descriptor, that's true. Uh, we Neil also... likes to use supply and demand terms. And he's a very educated man. Supply and demand terms. <laughs> we don't like words. Mondays. We don't, we don't like Mondays. I do. And, and you can buy our real life Instagram uh, filters on our Facebook page. Coming soon. soon. That's not true at all, guys. Don't listen to him. Uh, I do encourage you to check our Facebook page at Plans Are Optional or our Twitter at Optional Plans. And if you want to leave any input on any of these articles, I encourage you to do so. I hope to get to the point where we have so many articles that we can't cover anything or not. We can't cover everything. Um, but uh, as of right now, I'm just really happy with the input that we have had. So, yeah. Anyways. Ciao. Peace. Bye.